We've been going through the Gospel of Matthew during this time of Advent, and tonight we come to chapter 2 in the Gospel of Matthew, where we are called, or we are invited to bow down and worship this king that was born. Uh, I won't read the whole thing, but it's in the front of your bulletins if you have them with, with you. You can follow verses 10 to 11. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. After having been warned in a dream not to go back to Harold, they returned to their country by another route. Uh, I want to speak about the whole passage that you have in chapter 2 before us this evening. Our passage today is a story of, of kings and seekers and mystical travelers. And contrary to what the Christmas carol says, we three kings of Orient are, these seekers and travelers are not kings. They are astronomers, astrologers. They are magicians. They interpret dreams. They come from the country of Persia, modern-day Iran. And they were the ones that Daniel encountered in his time in the prophetic book. It was the science of their day to read the stars, to interpret the dreams of people. But they were also familiar with the Old Testament prophecies because of the influence of Daniel and other Jewish people that were exiled in their country. And some of them didn't return to Israel and are still living in those far off lands. And they decide to make a journey of approximately 900 miles to find their way to the fulfillment of what God spoke through the prophets. And they're traveling not alone, so how many of them they are, we do not know. We know they brought three gifts that is mentioned earlier on in the text. But they're looking for a way forward in life. Maybe that's you this evening. Looking for a way forward, a way to truth, a way to life, a way to understanding. But there are kings in our passages. There are two kings in our passage today. And one of them is called Herod a king that's appointed by the emperor of Rome, by the Roman power that ruled over the land of Israel at that time. He's a pretender king. He's a king that is full of paranoia, fearful of conspiracy theories. He's a king that is a liar. This king is one that you don't want to mess around with. On the other hand, we have another king, and this king is a child. He's a toddler in our passage today, and he can't even speak for himself. That's how vulnerable and weak this king is. And his name is Jesus. So we have these two kings. One, the phony king, who's a descendant of Esau, not even a descendant of Jacob. So he doesn't even come from the right people. He's put there because the powers that be chose him to be placed in that position of authority. He's so full of paranoia that he even has his two sons and wife killed because they are plotting to overthrow him, so he thought. But Harold is a shooting star, you know, the type you see in the midst of the night that just zoom right by, and before you know it, they're gone. But Jesus is a rising star. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way. He is the one who, who has come to be born, the true king of the Jews. The Magi probably didn't know that this king... Herod was ruthless. They, they only know that the newborn king of the Jews is to be born. 
in the land of Judea. So they make their way and they embark on a long journey with a large caravan taking food and all that stuff to go with them. And then they arrive in Judah and we read that scripture before. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star and it rose and have come to worship him. Of course, they go to a palace to find a king. Where else would you find a king? But when Herod heard the news, he did not do a happy dance. He did not spin around in circles. He did not jump for joy because the announcement of the new king that was to be born came to him by these traveling outsiders known as Magi. For Herod, there's only room for one king in Jerusalem, and that's himself. He's worried now then and fear and and he's fueled by this fear deep down in his soul. And he believes that somebody's going to steal his stardom for him. And the, and the powers that be begin to get a little shaky here. Much like our political situation today. But yet these men, these men that were outsiders, these men that seen a star, these men that understood the Jewish prophecy of a newborn king, they follow the star. They follow the dreams. They follow the voice. They cup their ears to the sound of God's voice, and they begin to take step and step 900 miles until they reach their destination. And even though that child is not there in the palace, they begin to ask questions. And Harold begins to ask questions. And they begin to ask their scribes who know what the scriptures is all about. The scribes that study the text, that know exactly. And the, the scribes come back and they say, quoting Micah 5, 2, that the child, the born, newborn king of the Jews, will be born in Bethlehem. They knew the right answer, but they had the wrong response. It was the Magi that continued on the journey. It was the outsider that continued to seek the star, where the people that had the right answer that knew about this newborn king to be born, this Messiah, they just stood there and didn't move. They were frozen, though they knew the right answer. I believe Graham Kendrick in his song, Mystical Travelers and Seekers, captures the essence of this. When we set out, we were searching for him, but something strange is happening, something that feels within deep in my heart. There's, there's a searching for us. Even though they were searching for the newborn king, they realized that something was stirring in their hearts that was searching for them, sending them on, the star to guide them, to lead us home. And then the chorus goes that we are the seekers, the dreamers, mystical travelers, believers, risking it all in a star, knowing there's someone up there, Searching the far constellations, seeking the source of creation. Love is the treasure we long. Oh, how we long to be there. They got it. They got it. Do you? They got what the prophets were speaking about. The treasure that stirs their heart with incitement. The Magi endured that journey and they went on. Even though the scribes had the right answer, Bethlehem, and they didn't journey beyond that, these wise men from afar begin to journey. And unlike Herod, fueled by fear, these Gentile seekers become overjoyed when they encounter this baby, this toddler, this child, this one that if you looked at him, there's no way you would say he's a king. The king not only of the Jews, but now he's the king of the universe, the king of all nations, which is another theme of Matthew's gospel. And they bring him gifts. 
We know what they are, gold, frankincense, and mirth. Gifts that were for royalty. Gifts that Queen Sheba brought Solomon. Gifts that Isaiah chapter 60 prophesies about. Gifts that were given to them, and they bow down and they worship this child that's not even in a palace. He's not even in a palace. He's probably living in a normal home at this time in his life. And yet they recognize it, but going back to the ones who should have recognized it were blind to the fact. Could we be blind to that fact this Christmas? Gifts for royalty. And they didn't care how much it cost. And the truth is that gift that they give that child probably paid the way for them to escape when that paranoid, lying, schizophrenic herald put out a murder contract on any child under two years of age. The gold probably paid their way to Egypt to get away from this crazy man who's not even a real king. As one person said, they scanned the skies and poured through the ancient texts. They had plotted through deserts and made their way over mountains. They knocked on doors and tiptoed into temples. These men in their entourage rode and walked and climbed their way from their home to a place so completely foreign to them. And yet the journey of the wise men pales in comparison to the one they now worship. The one who traveled from infinity to infinity, from eternity to the temporal world, from, from the kingdom of God in heaven to the kingdom of God on earth, overlapping them, merging them as one new kingdom with not one new king to serve, to bow down, to worship, to worship and adore. Today, it's Christmas 2019. 2020 years since soon this took place and we believe it took place and we're still called and invited to bow before this king and to serve this king with all our hearts and all our mind all our strength and all our soul and today around the world many churches are getting together some have already started out in the east in Australia New Zealand they already began to worship. They already began celebrating this truth. And many of the churches are full on this occasion. And many of the churches are full of people like these magi, like these seekers, like these dreamers, searching, searching, searching. They, they are not even part of the Christian family. But yet in their heart, there is someone speaking to their soul and says, follow the star. Follow the truth. Seek the truth. And then when you seek him, bow down. In the town of Bethlehem, which means the house of bread, the town of Bethlehem, where he was born, the city of David, they encountered the one that they'd been waiting for, the one who performed the miracle and fed multitude one day with bread and fishes. The one who also, in that same gospel of John, said, I am the bread. I am the one that satisfies your searching. I am the one that gives you hope when there is no hope. Can you trust him? See, the gospel of Matthew is an invitation to all nations. It's an invitation to all people. Even over there in that display on the back that we purposely put there, a little major and a cross. The major is empty. The cross is empty. And if you have imagination to look beyond that cross, the tomb is empty. And if you have imagination to look beyond the tomb, he has ascended and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings of all time. Do you know him? Do you know him? Let's pray. Father, as we come now to a winter walk in the dark, 
as we come as seekers of your truth, as we come searching, oh Lord, may we come with the intensity of these wise men from the East. Whatever number they are, oh Lord, is irrelevant to us. What matters to us is they had the heart to search for truth until they encountered that truth in the form of a child, in the weakness of a child, and they bowed down before him. May we experience that truth this evening as we continue to worship the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings and the Savior of all mankind. Through Christ, I pray. Amen.